Like all great stories, our story begins in the dark. And the name of this world is Iglesias. Oh my god. I feel bad? No, me, yeah. Yes, me. Alright, yeah, please. I uh I united all the animals. I could tell, I could tell. My name is Teg. I'm looking good, feeling clean. Yeah, I'm real. That Teg gets me jacked. <laughs> Hello, everybody. What is up? Welcome back to episode five of Staying Alive. My name's Dylan. I'm the GM. That's Chris. Woo! He's the player, Alexander Trehaguer. Okay, a little recap. Alexander Trehaguer escaped from the arena. He's now running through the streets of Haven. They're trying to get to whose house? Kelso's mom's house, which is where Kelso lives. I assume he didn't make enough money doing, I don't know, being an asshole or whatever he is. You're really mean to this guy. He has done nothing mean to you. You're really, really mean to him. Kelso's one of the slaves who went into the arena with Alexander Trehaguer. The last point we left, Alexander Trehaguer and the slaves were making their way to Kelso's mom's house. Alexander Trehaguer, walk us through basically what you just did. There's a guard who's in the middle of the street. He's walking towards you guys. Basically what happened is we, in a sneaky, stealthy way, we scooby-dooed it behind a bunch of barrels. And I was trying to tell Megan to keep it down, but he's bleeding all over the place through his throat and he made a lot of noise. And I told Megan, if you put us in danger of being killed, you're the first to die. So I tricked him by telling everybody, hey, look, we're going to make a mad dash across the street to evade this guy on the count of three. And then when I got to two, I shoved Megan forward and I told everyone, nope, we're not going. Megan is on his own. All right, we'll pick up the action right there. Megan runs out into the middle. He's ready to beat the shit out of this guard. Turns around behind him, sees no one, looks at the guard directly in the eyes. This guard has got the biggest look on his face like, who the fuck is this guy? He's covered in blood. He's screaming bloody murder running at him. He pulls out a club and says, stop there. Megan looks around, guys, ha, ha. The club comes right down on the back of Megan Trainer's head. Boom, knocks him out and he falls to the ground. Good. Just lifeless on the ground. The guard looks around, sees if anyone sees him to see if there's anyone else. Goes down, starts to investigate Megon. Then Megon pops back up and boom, pops the guard right in the face and punches him. And the guard and Megon are just start grappling with each other. Blood is everywhere. He's bleeding so much. What do you guys do? Casually, we're gonna move around the barrels and start heading across the street towards Kelso's mother's house. So you're gonna try to slip around behind this action that's going on? Yeah, just let whatever's happening happen. Yeah. Yeah. You start to make your way out. Everyone starts to follow. Megon is fighting with this guard. Guys, help, help, help. Kelso says, oh, should we help him? Should we help the guy fighting a guard? He assaulted a police officer. Kix is like, ah, ah, he died, he I didn't did. tell. I didn't tell him to go fight a guard. I just told him we were gonna run across the street. That's true. Yeah, he did. This guy's a wild card. I don't trust him. I don't think anybody else should trust this guy. Okay, as you guys are kind of sneaking around, the guard sees you guys. He says, "Stop!" As he's fighting with Megan. We're late for our gig. We're late for our gig. In the name of Haven, stop! Him and Megan are still fighting. Backpedaling now with everybody. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm like, we, we got a puppet show. We got to get to. We're puppeteers. The kids are dying to see these puppets. I believe you've been childbirthers and puppeteers now. You've lied to a lot of people in this town who you are. Well, you know, you got to be open and honest. Megan and this guard keep fighting. Eventually, 
the guard pushes off Megon's hands, takes the club, and smacks him right in the face. You see teeth go flying, God. and he falls to the ground. The guard comes over to Megon and just starts beating the shit out of him with his club and just, like, pummeling his face and his skull cavity is crunching in. And you guys can see this as you walk further up the street. Okay, so I think we're going to turn and just now keep on going. <laughs> in this city, police brutality is out of control. Megon was already on the ground, and this guy <laughs> just kept on beating him with a club. That's not, we're going to get to that later. We're going to talk to somebody about that and get that solved. You guys, as you you know walk further up the street, the guards pounding gets fainter and fainter until you really don't hear anything anymore. Like punching a watermelon. Um, this is my house. All right, we'll lead the way, Kelso. Okay. Um, come on, you guys, follow me. All right, we all follow Kelso. You guys all run up through, you open this door, run up these stairs, really tight, narrow staircase. You run up one flight of stairs, two flight of stairs, three flight of stairs, up to the very top level. He gets up there, knocks on the door. Do you think my mom's home? You don't even have a key. Oh, I guess, sorry, you don't have, you wouldn't have the key on you anymore, Kelso. Yeah. That's not your fault. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Knocks on the door again. One minute. What's your mom's name, Kelso? My mom's name is Kara. Kara? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to be polite. What, what's your last name, Kelso? My last name is Underfo. Kelso Underfo. Kelso, I just wanted to let you know that your name sounds like your enemies have sex with you. Why? Underfo. Underfo. It's not important. Let's just get your mom to the door. Sure. Oh, coming. Hold your mom, Kelso. What? I don't know. The door opens. You see this really heavy set woman with kind of like Princess Leia blonde buns on the sides of her head. She looks tears welling in her eyes. Oh, my baby castle. Big hug. And I turn to the rest of the guys and go, three, two, one. Surprise. 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 We brought your son back to you. Oh, my beautiful baby boy. She starts kissing him all over the Sure. His face. A loving mother. Right. Very, very loving. I don't mean to be presumptuous or pushy, but do you mind if we come in? It has been a rough day, to say the least. Mom, you you gotta let us in. Oh, oh, yes. My friend and my babies, you can come in. She ushers all of you guys in. Come in, come in. Okay, yeah, we, we all go in. I'm like, guys, come on, come on, come on. Nice. You go in. You see a lot of things hanging from the ceiling. Most of them are cadavers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, shit. We never get a break. Never get a break. <laughs> no, it's like pots and pans and cookware. It looks like there's a lot of cooking that gets done in this house. You see a lot of different stoves and smells really good inside this house. It's kind of small and cramped, but there's a couple rooms. There's also a little peephole thing that's open. Oh, I shut that, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that gets shut. Kelso, where have you been the last few days? I missed you so much, mom has missed you so much. Kelso? Oh, uh, can I, am I allowed to tell her? Kelso, be honest with your mother. We're covered in blood and we're wearing rags. Okay, mom, the truth is that we're a bunch of puppeteers and we got in an accident and we... I'm going to grab Kelso, take him to the side just really quick. Sorry, just a quick sidebar, Mrs. Kelso. Kelso, what the hell do you think? You're lying to your mother? I don't, I don't, I didn't want to tell my mom that I was a slave in the arena. You think she'd be upset? I don't know. (sighs) Okay. Mrs. Kelso... Oh, call me Kara. Call me Mama Kara. Mama Kara. <laughs> Mama Kara. My name is Alex Trehager. 
Just call me Alex. It's Alexander, but call me Alex. I have to be honest with you. We are not puppeteers, despite the fact we may look like puppeteers. Oh, but my boy Kelso. Kelso is very confused and doesn't want to make you upset, but I feel like we got to be honest. We were caught and made to be slaves in the arena. Keep in mind that you guys are all covered in blood and have a bunch of weapons on you. We look like puppeteers, I understand. But no, we were forced to fight in the arena for our lives. Oh, how did that go? Well, I'm not going to brag or anything, but four kills, Kara. I got four kills. Oh, you boys must be hungry. Let us eat. I'm so thankful that you boys saved my baby Kelso. Hey, Kelso, he uh, managed to handle his own. You know, he killed a tiger. <gasps> Kelso killed a tiger? Turn to Kelso, give him a wink. Mm, yeah, I did kill a tiger. By any chance, could we clean up and get... Do you have any clothes that we could borrow? Oh, yeah, the washroom is just through that way. There's one of the doors that's open. That's the room that she points through. It's a washroom. Okay, so I think as a group, we're gonna rest here for a little while, clean up. Does she have any clothes for us? Uh, yeah, you guys can, I guess, borrow some of my clothes. Great. We're gonna change up our clothes... Clean up the weapons, clean up ourselves, make ourselves look presentable. And I'm going to go ahead and try and fix my nose again. <laughs> so you head into the washroom. I mean, it's there's only one sh- shower. Do I go you- first, yeah. Kix is like, um, look, I, uh... Kix, we either go me first or we just go together. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, Kix. Get into the washroom. It's really nice. It's the nicest part of the house. Can I tell if this woman is of means? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like they're lower middle class. It's not the most luxurious of places, but the washroom is really nice. There's like a rope. When you pull the rope, really nice hot water comes pouring out of a faucet. Okay. You're in it. You're in it. You're just in the hot water. There's soap. Big bars of soap. You start rubbing yourself with the soap? Come on. So look, I'm going to rub myself. I'm going to let this water pour on my back and my shoulders. Uh I'm I'm hurt. I'm in pain. What does your physique look like? Look, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. Everyone, of course not. No, no one's ra- expecting you to be. No one's expecting that. But Rangers, they got to be nimble, but they're strong. I'm I'm rocking a six-pack ab. All right. You're cut. I'm cut. I got <laughs> I got relatively big arms, nice six-pack going, strong legs. If you were to see me from a distance, just completely nude, you'd be caught off guard for a second by the man you saw standing before you. I'm looking good, feeling clean. Be real with me. Yeah, I'm real. Could your nips cut paper? When these bad boys get hard, you would mistake them for diamonds. That's what I got rocking underneath my armor, my clothes. Uh, People love it. On a cold day from a distance, they think I'm squeezing orange juice. (laughs) You wash. You take a long time. Kix is pretty impatient. When you walk back out of the washroom, you can smell like this really just beef and... Quick question though, sidebar, sorry. How's my nose doing? Have I managed to correct this thing? Oh, no, you got to roll for that. 2d6 plus your dexterity to try to straighten out this nose issue that we've got going on. Right now, we've got a serious case of the Adrian Brodies. Okay, perfect. So I rolled a nine, and that's plus two. Got 11 here. You son of a bitch. I don't know how you did it, but every time that nose gets broken, you just get a little little more handsome with that nose. Go ahead. Yeah, remove that penalty from your charisma. I get excellent rolls on like the most mundane things. That is not a problem for you. You get back out, you can smell this really nice meal being cooked. At this point, you are full, full nude. Oh, do you have your ranger commando? Ranger thong. 
Yeah, so I mean that thing dries quick, sweat wicked almost. So, like even it never like gets truly wet. Cleans well, dries quick. Only thing I'm wearing in this house at the moment. There's a an uncomfortable moment when the one slave makes looks at you, looks down. You make eye contact with him, and he kind of looks away. You know, does something else. Hey, take a photograph. It'll last longer. You walk away, and he thinks to himself. What the fuck's a photograph? I'm gonna look for some clothes now. You ask Kelso, hey, you got any clothes? Kelso's like, oh yeah, I got a couple things here. Let's talk about your options here for clothing. Kelso has three different sets of clothing. One of them is more of a formal outfit, bright purple, streaks of yellow. Think of what Lumiere wears in Beauty and the Beast. He's got the puffy kind of shorts. I'm assuming post-curse being Post-curse, of course. This is not a candle outfit, obviously. Sure. We're getting to that. Yeah, this is post-curse Lumiere outfit. Puffy purple with tights going down, and he's got a nice little pair of black shoes. What size shoe are you? I'm looking at about size 12 and a half, 13. Yeah, Kelso's a size 13, so. Okay, so I can fit in that. Yeah, yeah. You could fit in that quite nicely. Okay, that's outfit number one. The second outfit he has... He's got some really, like, just the white linens, the lightest white, very simple, plain clothing, white pants, and a white shirt that's like a v-neck that goes down that's also got a collar on it. Okay, the third outfit, and I'm glad that half of the episode is now just outfit choice, (laughs) but that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. The third outfit is basically robes. Big black, almost like a graduation gown. Big black robe with a hood on it. These are the three things that Kelso has. What are the shoes that come with a big black robe? Are they like boots? Can I see like boots? black boots. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for the white outfit, but I'm going to get the black boots. See, the black boots, more of like a ranger style boots. Kelso has laid out these three outfits while you were in the washroom on his bed really nicely. Okay. And he's put the little shoes at the bottom where the pants to like make it. What were the shoes that came with the white clothing? Wooden sandals. Yeah, no. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, you know what? Uh, the wooden sandals would actually go really nicely with the white. Kelso, have you ever walked through mud while arrows were pelting from the sky along with hail and then thought to yourself, I really wish I had sandals with me? I am so sorry. I've been in some shit, Kelso. I've been in some shit. I understand. Going with the black boots. Good choice. Thank you for the clothing. You're welcome. Mama Kara. Do you mind if we stay the night? Oh, stay as long as you need. You save my boy. You are a wonderful woman, Mama Kara. Wonderful woman. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Where, I have to ask Mama Kara, where is Papa Kara? Or Papa, I guess, Papa Underfoe. I um, would rather not talk about that. Of course, Mama Kara, you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. She just turns and keeps cooking. Obviously, sore note. (laughs) If I fuck Mama Kara... (laughs) I don't want to be weird to Kelso about it, but I I don't have any... Rem- I have a couple hey, listen romantic to me, baby. going on. You don't even have to roll for that. Maybe tonight, Mama Kara and me, we pop some wine open. We're going to see what happens. I'm feeling fresh, looking fly. <laughs> Hopefully the, this meal's going to be good for us. Just going to spend some time healing up in this place, recovering, sharpening up our weapons, getting everything back into peak condition. Yeah, you got some cuts on you from when that 
Tiger hit you from earlier in the arena. You got in a couple of scrapes. You're healing yourself. You're helping Frank because Frank obviously is just the only thing he can do is lick his wounds. Right, right, right. And it would look very suspicious if he started to bandage himself up. People would probably start to ask questions. You hear some music coming from the uh, from the other room. Kind of trendy song of the day. Hey, what's uh, what music's going on in here? See Kelso, and he's in there with Mama Kara. They're listening to... It's basically like a machine. There's a bunch of paper coming out one end, and then out the other end is that same paper. And the, the, somehow there's music coming out of this machine. I've never seen this before. So for me, this is pretty remarkable. I mean, I've seen advanced technologies, mm-hmm. but this specifically, no idea. So I sort of walk out, like, this is a miracle. What is this thing? It's a new Keshra record. Keshra? Record, excuse me. Oh, a record. I've heard of this. I've heard of this machine. This is a playograph. Oh, you've heard of playographs? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never gotten the chance to listen to one or see one in person, but, but yeah, yeah, playographs. I hear about this all the time. I got my baby Kelso a playograph when he was a very good boy. Mama Kara. <laughs> you see, so you reward people for being good boys, huh? Yes, I do. I never let my good boys down. Kelso, you you have a charming mother, and what a wonderful host she has been. Kelso is not... He's not... He realized that there's something going on between you and Mama Kara. Okay, at this point, I guess I should put the clothing on that Kelso. (laughs) (laughs) You've just been walking around this entire time in your ranger thong. I'm telling you, I'm not... There's no shame in a ranger, so... For me, it's just like par, par for the course. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You ate a whole meal. Ate a whole meal, healing myself. I couldn't do that with a shirt on. No, you could not. Okay. You get those clothes on. You get your boots on. Turning midnight, Mama Kara goes into her room. She lays down for the night. Kicks his sharpening, his knives over in the corner. He's just kind of looking down. He's got a scowl on his face. You can see makes... He's over at Kelso's bed admiring the bed post. Him and Kelso are talking about, he's like suggesting, oh, you know, you should try this with your bed, you know, really kind of add some. He's just talking basically furniture stuff with with Kelso. I'm going to do a quick huddle up with the guys. Sure. Everybody huddles around you. All right, listen, safe to say at this point, we're free men. Every one of us, except for Megan, who I assume is in prison, if not dead. If you want to go on your way, feel free. Kelso? Your quest for whatever glory you seek in life can just be on your own path. You're home now, but I have a mission personally. Well, what mission's that? Teg was a good man with a heart of joy, a soul of gold, and he gave me one last wish, which was to get this talisman that he gave me back to his family. That's my that's my journey. And me and Frank, my wolf, are gonna. <laughs> Shh, Frank, Frank, bring it, bring it down. Me and Frank Keep the wolf down, Mama Kara sleeping. Hopefully, Sorry, Mom. Hopefully not sleeping too soundly, Mama Kara. Stop it. Great mother you have there, Kelso. Great mother. You were saying? That's my path. I would love for any one of you to join me on this quest. But I'd understand if you want to go your own way. Makes, you got a furniture business. Understandable if you want to go home to your family. Yeah, look, you know I got responsibilities back home. I got three kids. I, I got a, I got a wife. And, Makes uh, say no more. I completely understand. I appreciate that. Makes is wearing the black robes. Kelso, again, you're back home with your mother. You're in your hometown. It's up to you whether or not you want to come. 
Um, you probably can, have to ask my mom. Anybody can wait till the morning to sleep on it, I understand. Kicks, at first we were enemies, but now we're slowly back to neutral. I don't know what you have going on in your life, but again, if you felt any connection to Teg, and you want to go on this journey with me, I understand. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Figured you might not have anything else going on. You seem like a man who uh, rolls with the punches. I'm going to go uh, lay down, get some rest tonight. Kix decided that he was going to come on the journey with you. Makes decided he's not going to, and Kelso has to check with his mom. All right. Everybody goes to sleep. You go to sleep? Yeah, I'm going to lay down for a little bit and rest. <laughs> After I'm, I'm sure everyone is now nodded off, make my way quietly over to uh, Mama Kara's room. No, God, no, please. Okay, Alexander, she's like 350 pounds. I don't know if I was clear before. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm going to lean lean my head up against the door to her room and just sort of like stare off longingly <laughs> and then tap with my pointer finger on the door. Tap, tap, tap. And what you hear on the other end of the door is tap, tap, tap. It'll never work, Mama Kara. It'll never work. <gasps> I know, but... I want it so bad. All right, so I sleep with Mama Kara. <laughs> okay, roll 2d6 plus your strength. Holy shit. I, so I roll a 10 plus 1 for 11. You f- you fuck her brains out. I'm going to s- wake up before everybody else, sneak out of Mama Kara's room, mm-hmm. get back into my little bunk on the ground. Now, amazing part of this was also that you didn't wake up the other parts of the house, right? It was intense, yeah. It was intense, but it didn't have to be loud. Right. The intensity was almost in us having to like restrain that. Right. You now know? that was what was intense about it. Yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. restraint part of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. She want she wanted It wasn't what was said, but what wasn't said. Right. Yeah. She's asleep with a smile on her face. Oh. Worth it. When you get back into your room, you crawl into bed, snuggle into your pillow, snuggle in your blanket, you creep open your eyes, you see Frank looking at you, he's just shaking his head. He shakes his head and he just Goes back down into his cuddle position, goes to sleep. So you fall back asleep. You wake up with a knife at your throat. Tell you what you see. Basically, over you is a man's ball sack. You feel a blade at your throat. I want Frank to, he's going to wake up very quietly and calmly. Great. Frank wakes up, his eyes awaken. I'm reaching into my ranger thong for a knife. Also, how, well, let me ask a logistical question. Sure. I can Whose I ball sack is it? Yes. <laughs> can I even see this person's face? How are they arranged that I can see their ball sack and a knife against my throat but not their face? Like what's going on They're here? They're squatting over you. Can I see their face? Let's just picture this real quick. No. Okay. If you were to stare up directly, ball sack. Ball sack and butt crack. Sure. Right? Asshole <laughs> ball sack. Got it. <laughs> I'm just going to very quietly, what do you think you're doing? Said you're gonna teabag me, huh? Kicks. Do you <laughs> do you want to die tonight, castrated and bleeding out on this floor? You're gonna taste my balls, bitch. Even if I die in this moment, you aren't leaving this room alive. When you say that, you hear and it's Frank growling at the foot of your bed. I want Frank to now just be slowly moving towards Kicks. Are you reaching for your knife still? I want my knife in hand. Okay. Uh, under the covers still. Even though it's under the covers, he still has a really good view of you and the bed. So I'm going to say roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. 
Uh, so I rolled an eight plus two for 10. You're able to very stealthily, this is not the first time you've had to sneak your hand under some covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get your knife and you have it in your hand. He doesn't notice it, okay? He doesn't notice any movement under the covers at all. Okay. He's just, he's just squatting over you, all right? Yeah. Now you see his balls start to get lowered towards your mouth. Um, kicks? Yeah. My teeth could not be sharper. He kind of freezes, clenches a little bit. And I'll be honest, Mama Kara's cooking was delicious last night, but I'm looking for some breakfast kicks. I'll slit your fucking throat. You try to bite my balls. How close is uh, Frank at this point? Okay, Frank is at the foot of the bed. Do you want him to crawl up onto the bed? Yeah, I, I mean, I want Frank to be in Kix's face. Frank starts to crawl up onto the bed and he says, Don't let that dog come any closer. Oh, Kix, I'm sorry, but I can't always control what Frank does. Okay, and now at this point, we've got about two centimeters from ball sack to your lips. Close. Close. So let me get this straight. You're going to cut my throat after I bite your balls off? After Frank does. Don't do it, man. You see him clench even more. He's like, what the fuck? Is that a dog? Is that dog talk? I'm telling you, Kix, you don't want to mess with me or this animal. He's smarter than your average wolf. He speaks fucking English. Uh, uh, he, don't nobody move! Uh, don't let anybody move! Kix is starting to freak out a little bit. Balls are a centimeter away from your mouth. Simultaneously, okay. I want Frank. I want him to pounce onto Kix to push him back onto the ground. At the same time, I'm gonna headbutt Kix's nuts, slam it. Really, I mean, he's close, so I'm just gonna slam it right. Trying to get his balls up into his own ass is basically got it. Okay, ideal. You're doing this with pure strength. I'm gonna say yeah. Probably. Yeah, I, I mean, headbutt to the balls is not exactly. I'm not being surgical about right, this, this move. Right, there's no, nothing surgical about this. This is just good old fashioned ball butt. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Roll 2d6 plus your strength. He's gonna try to get him in the balls, and we're gonna have Frank push him off the bed at the same time to see if we can get this move going. I rolled a five plus one for six. I'll tell you the first thing that happens in this sequence here. You go to headbutt his balls. His balls go right into your mouth. You misjudge. Okay, you got balls in your mouth. You're not able to clamp down. He dodges out of the way of Frank lunging. So Frank just lunges at you, tackles you to the ground. This thrust throws you off completely. You lose control of your knife. You go flying off the bed. You're tangled up in the covers. You're tangled up with Frank and you're completely exposed on the ground and kicks has jumped off of you guys, is now basically got free reign to stab at you guys. Okay, so I sleep with my uh, short sword next to my bed. So I'm gonna grab that first. And I want Frank in defensive mode of me right now. He's able to do that, but he's totally tangled up in your covers. Oh, and, and okay, with okay, you. okay, You're gonna have to defy danger right here because Kix is coming in to stab you. So roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. Rolled an 11 plus two for 13. How do you dodge his attack? Tell me, what do you do? He comes in, he's, start, he's coming in to stab okay. you guys. You're on the ground, laying on the ground, tangled up with Frank. Rolling to the side and like giving him like a, sh a foot shove away from me. Do you hop back up? Yeah, yeah, like roll to my feet with a foot shove. He comes in to stab, he misses you, you hop back up on your feet, and now it's just you and Kix staring at each other. Okay, short sword right. in hand, right? Reaching down for the short sword? Mm, ah, no, not gonna happen. Okay, he's okay. standing in between you and the short sword. All right, well, I pull. How many goddamn knives you got in that thing? Does he have one of mine? No, he has his own. Okay, so I've lost one in the covers, so it puts me to four. So I have four more in my ranger thong. Yeah. So I pull one out. Okay. I, no, I pull two out. 
Nice. Double knives. He pulls another knife out as well. Kicks. Thought we were gonna be friends, but it looks like I'm gonna have to fucking kill you. Oh, I felt my balls go into your mouth, bitch. And before you die, I'm cutting them off. Oh, I'd like to see you try. Oh, buddy, it's not gonna be any effort. You son of a bitch! He lunges at you. So I take one knife. These are throwing knives. So I take one knife, just toss it right for the center of his mass. Roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. So I rolled a six plus two for eight. You hit Mr. I'm gonna, Kicks, but what happened? I'm gonna hit him, but I gotta take a couple of shots. So I throw my first dagger and then a second dagger out of my ranger thong. And unfortunately, that second dagger misses. Both daggers miss. They go flying right by him, right out the window. Shit. So you've got two daggers left. You have to take a third dagger. You throw it right at Kicks. Go ahead and roll 1d8 of damage. Oh, and it's an eight. Holy shit. You aimed for his center mass. You missed a little bit, though. You hit him right in the throat. Okay, that seems to be your sweet spot Expertise. For <laughs> Expertise. You hit him right in the throat. Kicks. Blood comes spurting out. He starts spinning around. He's knocking things over, knocking pots out of the air. He's spraying blood all over the room. Frank starts biting at his ankles. He's kicking him off. Kicks falls to the ground on his knees. He's totally just helpless at your mercy. Okay, I'm going to put one of my feet. I'm going to push him to the ground now with one of my feet. Okay. Just just hold him on the ground there. I'm going to lean under. I guess he's just wearing whatever, right? Like He, he, he was wearing like a skirt oh, thing. Oh, he's bottomless. Bottomless, okay. I'm going to reach down and I'm just going to uh, look at Kicks and I'm just going to fucking cut his dick and nuts off. <laughs> he looks at you like, please no. Please no with his eyes. No, just fucking do it. Okay, you do it. I grab it, pull his mouth open, and just shove it into his <laughs> mouth. All right? And then I look at Kicks and I fucking teabag him. How? What do you mean? He's already got... No no no, 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 I'm not going to stick, I'm not going to go, I'm not an idiot. When I teabag, I don't stick my balls into their mouth, oh. just onto their face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So just onto his face, and then I turn around, and I look at him, and I go, I kept my promise, and just shove a knife between his eyes. Oh, God, he's <laughs> Kicks, falls back on the floor, makes a big thud. One pot in the corner of the room goes, clunk, clunk, and falls to the ground. <laughs> Does a little ring, 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 spins. Sure. Falls silent. The room is totally silent. And we're going to leave it there for this episode. Kix is dead. That fucking son of a bitch. Did he think I wasn't going to come through with my promise? Mama Kara got some loving. Alexander Treha Gare is hopefully going to set off on his quest to bring Tig's talisman back to his family. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Dylan. That's Chris. Yep, yep. We'll see you later. You've been listening to a Rival Podcast Club production. To find out more information or to check out our other shows, please visit rivalpodcastclub.com.